0: Welcome to Yelling at Birds. Matt here, and I am happy to see you. I can't see you. But I'm happy. If you were here, I'd be happy to see you. Happy that you're listening to me. Just wrapped up my seven deadly series and have a little bit of time before I start to get in my next next major leg. But before then, I felt this is as good a time as any. Um, to revisit some of the writing of mine from from years ago I have a few things that I you know work on occasionally then I plug just type it in and have it sitting there forever um, and I figured it is a kind of a good time to to look back five years ago and see kind of the things that I was I was thinking about things I was looking looking at and pulling them up and seeing how I feel about it now so I'm one thing I'm fascinated with even though I may not feel like a part of it all the time is humanity. Fascinated, maybe putting a positive spin on it. Um, or a spin where I may seem like I'm like I understanding understand what's going on. I had a period of some years back there where I like to do a little game where I like to look at everything like an alien. And it's a it's not an uncommon thing to do just to kind of view the world from the outside looking in to just kind of gain uh, perspective on what's, what's happening and what's going on. Um, if I just float down to earth today, what would my observations be? It was, it was fitting because I have and still feel like I'm, I'm looking in from the outside. Like, I have a very tenuous grip on human nature and what the hell everyone else is doing, including what our motivations are. It's important... I think it's important to look into your own motivations, to question why it is important, or why it is you do what you do, why you feel driven towards certain pursuits, and how that shapes the world we live that you live in. It can put you in a weird place, that's for sure. I feel like it puts me somewhere that... Um, like, I feel like it puts me somewhere that I can never get back from. Like I, uh, kind of like I walk through a one-way barrier, and I can look back and see where I came, where I came from, but never, but I can never cross back over again. It's even more weird when you do that for humanity in general, because we are an odd species. We were given a lot. We, we evolved in such a way to use our minds and maybe to use our minds how we do now and, and maybe it's an accident, but we were involved in a way to use our minds to, to question our very reality, our existence. But it seems like we don't often do that. We do these odd things like separate ourselves. We split ourselves up and act as if we don't all have the same ultimate goals. We act like the food, water, and air we need to live is somehow different or more necessary than the food, water, and air of someone from the other side of some line we drew up. We act like we didn't all start out the same. Uh, like these, we didn't all start out as these vulnerable little blank canvases of life, continually learning and adapting to the world around us we act like these systems we created to organize and support life are somehow infallible and unchanging we act as if we can just continue doing what we've always and what we've, what we've always done and nothing will change but our age that great big societies have never crumbled before See, when you do that when you look at it that way it seems like we really learn nothing When you take the time to look at the world from an alien's perspective, I'm sure that I'm sure you would find what we humans see as normal day-to-day activity is pretty baffling. But not all that's baffling is bad. We wrap our arms around each other to say hello and goodbye. We give each other the we give each other things to show that we care. We mostly will hold the door open if we notice someone behind us. We nod, we half-smile, we finger-gun, we wave, we do all of these little tiny, little automatic gestures to acknowledge the existence of another. We write these symbols, we learned, onto a piece of paper, or we push little buttons and make them appear on a screen for another to read, which turns into thoughts in their heads. We are basically sending messages into each other's heads, sending hallucinations, we open up bound stacks of paper uh, covered in these symbols but they're that were put there by someone we've never met, and these symbols get translated by the chemicals in our heads into imagined living, breathing, moving pictures. We've created ways to capture actual still or moving images, which have the power to create a feeling of gravity in another, either the absence of it or addition of it. We're weird. We're human. In this series, being human, I look back at my imagined experiences as an alien, looking in. Looking in it, looking in on the darkness, and looking in on the light, on the things we do. Things we feel, and things we could be if we someday allow ourselves to be human. Uh, originally, I was going to start this one off with the hammer. I just read some st- statistics on war and had a pretty, had a pretty, had a heavy heart. But um, I think that we're in a time right now. We're in a time where I think many are, by force or by choice, beginning to open their eyes. And when that happens, the pain and the hurt seems to naturally come first. It's easy to look out the window and see the dangers of the world. Our relentless news and social media cycle makes sure that. The world seems, at this current moment, to be nearing the point of no return, with danger and doom filling our feeds and filling our minds almost constantly. And in times like this, there is a growing feeling like this is it, like the breaking point is merely feet away, right at our doorstep. One thing to remember, though, is this isn't the first time it's felt like this. We're quick to forget other times of panic, of hopelessness, of a great fear seemingly growing and thriving in the sunlight of our awareness. And we're slow to remember that this too shall pass, as long as we're willing to do the work of remembering what we're doing here, and why we continue, why we must continue. And for that reason, because it may be so hard at a time like this, we're going to make a U-turn. We're going to go back in, an in, back in time to when I was that hopeful, positive, and energetic young man of 30 who still walked around with his rose-colored glasses, fully believing in the world and believing in you. It's time to pay a visit to younger Matt, who is, at this moment, writing about love. I still believe in you, by the way. You're here. You're still here, and I love that. said fuck three times while recording this on happiness how is happiness determined i think that one's own happiness can only be acknowledged and defined by that one individual we can't presume to label another as happy or not as another cannot tell us whether or not we're happy we only have we can only label our own happiness which is why it's our own responsibility to create that happiness within us as much as we may seek the help or guidance of another, it's only when we make the choice to be happy that we can label ourselves as such. Many of us look outward to seek what can only be found within. Outward can only lead to frustration as what other people present to us is their best interpretation of themselves, while we see both the best and the worst of us. We compare ourselves. We compare our worst with the best of others when we do this, and that's really no way to live. Comparing our best to the worst of others also occurs, which is a frail way to build ourselves up. Any moment we can, from the sickly high horse we've built for ourselves, see another view, which could crumble our whole world to the ground. This is why our own personal happiness can only be truly defined and achieved from within us. We must plant the roots, the roots deeply enough to avoid being burned up by drought, and we must water them ourselves if we wish for them to grow. This is not to say another can't contribute a beautiful addition to the tree of happiness that we have grown, maybe a tire swing or a birdhouse, but these bells and whistles can only be sustained if added to a healthy foundation, which only we can provide. A tunnel was carved out in this world for us alone and it's our own responsibility to navigate it if we let our happiness be defined by another we are only helping them dig their own way through this world while our tunnel sits dormant we are the only ones who live our lives so we must live for ourselves and seek to grow our own happiness before we can help another grow theirs on love forest Go- <laughs> Forrest Gump Forrest Gump. I haven't read this in a while Forrest Gump may not have been a smart man but he knew what love was and I should have read that in his voice but moving on generally speaking I'm not sure that I do definitions, definitions for general love are lengthy and cover many areas so it's hard to pin down what it actually is I think love like happiness is subject to the interpretation of the lover love is what it is to you I think love is just wishing someone good fortune. It is, it's simply saying, I hope all is well, and meaning it. Love doesn't mean a willingness to give one, one's life for another, which I believe to be heroism, uh, which is another subject. Love is simply acknowledging the importance of another's life, and wishing it go well. It's been said that there's a thin line between love and hate, and I think that's bullshit. Hate and love are complete opposite of base emotions. For a moment, I thought that it would have been better said that there is a thin line between hate and passion, but hate is an emotion and passion refers to the volume of emotion felt. To me, love is closer to peace. I know that the two are, can be apples and oranges, again, as love is an emotion and peace is an adjective describing current conditions of life. Love has no equal. It's very pure and it, in its purest form, is simply believing to the core of your being that you want someone else to be happy. Both of these thoughts, <laughs> awesome. So both of those thoughts before um, up above, I say up above as if you're looking at the page that I'm reading as well. But both of those thoughts from earlier, <laughs> um, was what, they were both from an earlier point in my life, when I was trying to define things, uh, to understand what we are and why we do what we do. And, you know, maybe, that, maybe that'll be something constant in me. Or maybe as I go along, I'll finally allow myself to bury myself in the blanket of just being these things that there is really no singular de- definition for. It's peace with yourself and the happiness of another. The life of another. Are you not fully loving someone when you're at peace with who they are? Allowing them their own path and not trying to change their course or stand in their way? I do love people. Although I may not always like you all, all the time, I do love you. I love the things that you do, the sweet glances and smiles you give to each other. The little gifts and little notes of hope. I love that you're so willing to help. You will always have your disagreements, but when things seem the most dire, your your instinct seems to be to help, to offer comfort and safety. You may feel uncomfortable to show your true loving and caring self in the absence of urgency, but when push comes to, su- comes to shove, you're there. Slowly, uh, maybe, maybe too slowly, but slowly but surely, I hope you come to realize that we don't need to wait for a state of emergency to love each other, to be there for one another, to help one another. You don't have to wait to see the tears before offering your hand. Or, you don't have to wait to see fear in someone, someone's eyes before offering your assistance. That the simple state of proximity has the power to save a life. My hope is that we all grow our empathy faster than we age, so that we don't come to understand the pain of another long after there is time to do something about it. I hope that in the world we live, the simple act of love will stop being an act of resistance. Resistance to those that want to separate us in order to control and profit off of our fear. A fear that has roots in our baser instincts. A fear that has to be taught, learned, groomed, and reinforced while love just is. Just waiting, just waiting there for us to unlearn all of that which we were taught in order to keep us apart. More, More on that fear next week. But my hope, my biggest hope, is that we, each and every single one of us on this planet, are in the, that we know that we're in this thing together. We're all traveling through space and time, together on this big wet rock. And it's time we start living like it. Thank you for being here today. I hope that you and yours have a fantastic Sunday. For me, it's more, uh, some more books, baseball, and, and a little bit more writing but it's good but it's been a good day it's going to continue to be a good day if you found value in listening please feel f- feel free to share reach out to me on facebook at yelling at birds podcast i love you all be well and until next time rip farts not hearts goodbye